Battersby is doing things differently. Coffee length therapy, 10 minutes of truth. Karen calls them truth shots. Like coffee with your best friend, but only better. Karen will tell you the things that your therapist generally won't because her goal is to help you to create a remarkable life and relationships. If you want to improve your relationships, sign up at liminalcoaching.com.au for your copy of the Relationship Tune-Up. Be remarkable. Hello everybody, Sunday afternoon and today's topic is um, are you living in toxic hope? What is toxic hope? So the first thing um, we often see in a toxic relationship or an unhealthy relationship, one partner holding on and hoping for change. Sometimes for 10, 15, 20 years, um, basically it's, it's false hope. They make excuses for their partner uh, for the behaviour that they're engaging in and uh, they keep hanging in there hoping that something's going to change with no reason to hope for it. So it's one of the only times that I've ever seen um, where hope is actually a destructive force. It keeps people in quite toxic and sometimes even abusive and dangerous relationships. So toxic hope is... Um, it's where someone's holding on to hope that things are going to change, even if there's no reason, no evidence to believe that there's going to be change. So no sustainable changed behaviour. So what does toxic hope look like? Meaning when you're in a relationship, um, how might that manifest? So it would look like perhaps staying in an unhealthy relationship for years with no change, maybe promises of change, but nothing that sort of eventuates or is sustained. Might even see change that lasts a few weeks after a, a blow up of some kind. So for instance, um, you know, we often do see it in violent relationships where there might have been a, um, like a, a violent event and then um, there's the honeymoon period afterwards. So, uh, you know, often they'll make promises after that to change or after an infidelity or something like that. People will often make a promise to change, but um, it's not sustained. So that's one event. Um, staying in a relationship with a partner who's been unfaithful multiple times, which is basically non-consensual non-monogamy. So in other words, you haven't agreed to non-monogamy, but this person has been... Um, unfaithful multiple times. So it's another time where we often see toxic hope. Um, maybe staying in a relationship where one person frequently promises to change their behaviour, but the changes either never happen or if they do happen, uh, they don't last. So this is the kind of situation I was talking about a moment ago. You might see uh, change that lasts a few weeks or even sometimes months, but it's not sustained in the long term. Uh, that could be even just in a, a de-escalation uh, or, you know, for instance, you know, uh, they might suddenly make more effort in the relationship, um, but it, it doesn't stick. Um, staying in a relationship where one partner frequently lies. So, you know, you've caught them out in lies a number of times and they continue to be caught out in those lies, but you stay in that relationship and uh, hope that one day they're going to change. 
um, staying in a relationship where one partner refuses to acknowledge how their their behaviour is damaging or hurting other people. Um, again, oftentimes you'll hear them say, "Oh well, you know, he had a terrible upbringing. Um, you know, they've they've had all of this trauma from their childhood, and those things may well be true, but they're not excuses to to stay in a relationship that is toxic or unhealthy." Um, sometimes staying in a in a relationship where there's a drug or an alcohol dependency, again, they'll hold on to hope that something's going to change, that one day this person's going to see the light and change their behaviour uh, enough to to be positively engaged in the relationship, and uh, you know that's toxic hope, and that can last for years and years where someone's hoping that they're going to give up that dependency. Um, Perhaps staying in a relationship where one member uh, refuses to forgive a past wrong, or even you know, even though that other person has humbly um, and genuinely asked for forgiveness, um, and obviously that can affect the relationship. So you know, one person's um, choosing to be unforgiving, and the other person's hoping that eventually they will um, be forgiven. So all of those are examples of what toxic hope might manifest like in a relationship. Um, I guess the the real thing, the real sort of, I guess, point that I'd like to make is that when hope has no basis, no foundation, so you can't see somebody actively engaging in change and just, you know, making the effort for their own reasons to actually change their behaviour, but you keep hoping for a change or hoping that a change is going to stick or be sustainable, um, then that is toxic hope. And it does keep dysfunctional, it keeps toxic, it keeps abusive relationships um, going for many, many more years than uh, is healthy for either person. So what happens when someone stays in a relationship where there is toxic hope? Uh, basically, they'll feel very stuck in that relationship. It often um, goes along with the trauma bond or Stockholm Syndrome is another word that you might hear used. Uh, you know, people saying, oh, but I love them, I can't leave, or there's something that makes me stay, some kind of attraction or attachment. Um, you know, I just don't feel that I can leave and I believe that the person I loved is underneath there somewhere and I just need to work hard enough in order to be able to find that person again. Um, those are really good indicators of toxic hope. Um, a codependent relationship where you've got um, a partner who's dependent on or enabling some of those behaviours because, again, often they'll say, look, I believe the person I love is under there somewhere. Uh, the person who showed themselves in the first year or two of our relationship and, you know, I'm going to hang out for that person. I believe that they can come back to me. So... You know, you can see how destructive a force that kind of hope can be because there's no reason to to hope. You might see the odd glimmer occasionally of what that person used to be, um, but oftentimes that person was fake. It was it was a mirror to you of of the person that you wanted to believe them to be, um, and that person never actually existed. So. I guess, you know, one of the things that I would say is, you know, if, if you're in that circumstance and you're, 
you know, you can relate to any of those things that I've said, start taking note, make a journal and note each day, A, how you're feeling and B, you know, whether or not those changes um, are sustained in the long term. So, you know, if you're seeing, you know, one week out of four that that person is uh, the person you want them to be, or maybe it's more sporadic than that even, maybe it's, you know, you just see that person occasionally, moments of them glimmer, glimmers of that person rather than, um, you know, being the kind of person that you want to be in relationship with. Um, I would encourage you to think about, you know, um, the balance of the relationship, you know, the reciprocity, the is, is this person the person I want to be with more often than not or does it swing the other way and more often than not they're not somebody that I would want to be with, you know, on the balance of things, you know, if your relationship is is even sometimes 10%, um, 10 bad and 90% good, well, that, that 10% can still outweigh the 90, depending, they're not evenly weighted is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, it can be one particular thing that um, is weighted more heavily that, uh, you know, requires you to, I guess, um, reconsider whether that relationship is worth being in. An example might be, you know, for instance, infidelity, you know, you might say, well, the relationship is 90% good, but, um, you know, this person has been unfaithful on a number of occasions throughout our relationship. Or even, um, you know, when we talk to people who've been in highly abusive and, um, you know, sometimes physically abusive relationships, they will actually say that, um, you know, 95% of the time or 90% of the time he's the man I love or he's, she's the woman I love. You know, the other 10% of the time they're not. But that 10% can be dangerous. That 10% can be highly uh, destructive to the relationship, highly abusive, highly destructive to your emotional well-being, let alone your physical safety. So obviously in that case, the 10% outweighs the other 90. So you really have to consider that and whether or not there is any reason for you to have hope in that relationship. And you have to think about your own emotional well-being because being in a toxic relationship is destructive in the long run. Although it might feel good in the beginning, it will always damage you um, from a psychological perspective and from an emotional well-being point of view. Okay, so if you're in that situation, I urge you to get help and reach out to a counsellor, a psychologist, a therapist. Um, and remember, you know, if you're having a really tough time of it, there's always Lifeline as well. So do reach out to someone and get that help. Going to wind it up there again. Very short Sunday afternoon, coffee size um, therapy shots, or as I like to call them, coffee shot therapy. Thanks very much. Have a great week. If you've got any suggestions for future lives, then please do pop them in the comments section below. Have a great week. Bye.